Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Wireless Theatre presents Red Moon. Phase 2 Umbra Sloper Sloper uh, uh. Quirk, who let you in? With those shoddy locks, I hope you're joking. Are you awake yet? Look, if you want me back for some secret mission, I'm not interested. Don't worry, pal. You're still fired. How are things on the box tunnel project? I wouldn't know. As a matter of fact, I'm covering your old job at the moment. Strictly in a caretaker capacity, of course. It's hardly a strain on my skill set. Cigarette? I'm cutting down. You look terrible. Rough night. Hangovers ain't what they used to be. <laughs> That's age creeping up. Thanks. To what do I owe the pleasure? I'm here about your boss, Wilkins. You should really do something about this place, you know. It's a mess. Needs a woman's touch. That's very sensitive of your quirk. Much appreciated. What about Wilkins? Say again? What about him? Wilkins? He's dead. The United Kingdom remains committed in its support of the American Moonbase programme. This new age of nuclear deterrence has brought to the world the safety and stability it so sorely needed. And Britain will continue to play its part despite this new... Weird having a Prime Minister you'd happily shag, isn't it? How have you been? Just dandy, thanks. Not feeling chatty, then. Suit yourself. Brian Quirk, MI5's Director of Strategic Planning. He started out in Special Branch, and his methods had been so ruthless, yet so successful, his superiors hadn't known whether to arrest him or promote him. And when they just about decided to do the former, a new position opened in Section 5, and Quirk was the perfect candidate. You see, a couple of years back, some genius in the Home Office decided we should train up psychopaths to make the tough decisions in the event of a nuclear strike. Psychopaths like Quirk. Come on, old pal. Penny for them. I was just wondering exactly when it was the lunatic started running the asylum. Anything you want to tell me before we get there? Not really. Any questions, then? No, but I've got a thought experiment for you. Go on, then. If you could stop a runaway train from mowing down five people by throwing your own child on the tracks, would you do it? Who are the five people and does my kid grow up to be important? Just ordinary people and no. I can't tell you how much I've missed our little chats. Answer the question, would you do it? Did Wilkins have any enemies as far as you knew? We've been through this already, no. What about you then? Did you ever quarrel with him? Me? All the time. Interesting. Hey, don't try pulling that. I'm in the clear on this. 
We'll see. What the hell does that mean? It means we'll see. Uh, no, no, Quirk. Tell me this now while I'm still a friendly witness. I am in the clear on this, right? Right? The answer is yes, Slowpoke. I'd throw the kid on the tracks. Are you coming? He fell from his office on the fifth floor. And the rest is history. Christ. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're not a fan of heights, are you? Not at the best of times. That is your car, isn't it? You know damn well it is. Who else is in the building? Only the night watchman. Nearly gave the old boy a heart attack. How was his mood when you last saw him? We both know suicides open the window before jumping, so stop dicking me around. Why am I here? For better or for worse, old pal, you're suddenly our man in the SLD. The log shows his last call out was to US Space Comet 1114. What was he doing here so late? He was doing me a favour. Oh? It was nothing, routine. And ten minutes later he swan dives into the car park. Has his wife been informed? Who? His wife. Doris. Yeah, the plotter handling that side of things. And who's talking to our cousins at Grosvenor Square? The word from upstairs is not to ruffle their feathers. We'd like to keep this in the immediate family. I take it that means that nobody is. Got it in one. They're not stupid, you know. They'll find out. They will. When we're ready to tell them. Do yourself a favour, okay? Don't become part of the problem. You know me, Quirk? Yeah, I do. Well, there you go then. Where are you going? To find a decent cup of coffee. Sloper. What? I'm serious. Leave the Yanks alone. Whatever this is, it's not coffee. <laughs> it's all part of our conspiracy to turn you into a tea drinker. In another year of this mud and I might give in. Right, here we go. Feast your eyes on this. Benji, we're looking at a brand new Pulsar. Congratulations. Just you wait until we finish building the Mark V. We're going to unlock the secrets to the universe with that baby. Did Eagle One confirm these readings? Nearly. What do you mean, nearly? Well, apparently the system controlling their telemetry monitors went offline for two hours this morning. That's not supposed to happen. As in, ever. I know that. But when I rang Houston to ask what the hell was going on, they put me through to Colorado Springs and they told me not to worry. What? Uh, I knew better than to push. Colorado Springs means, uh, you know who. Good lord. They never change, do they? If they've got issues up there, it could jeopardize all the results we get down here. But I'll talk to them. Uh, are you sure that's a good idea? I'm the one that wrote their goddamn error detection protocols in the first place. If the lunar mainframe's glitching, they can't bury their heads in the sand about it. Oh, goddammit. Where are you going? To raise hell. I thought I was finally over the way those bastards 86 me. Turns out I'm not. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. My name's Eddie Sloper. I'm with Her Majesty's Space Liaison Department. I'd like to make an appointment to speak to someone at Spacecom. 
Um, would you excuse me for one moment, please? I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Thank you for waiting, Mr. Sloper. Not at all. Unfortunately, no one is available at this time. But if you'd like to leave your contact details, someone will get in touch. Uh, uh, you know what, it's fine. I might just come back another day. Hey! <laughs> Who the hell let you on American soil? Bloody hell. <laughs> Mary Kovach. <laughs> Eddie Sloper, as I live and breathe. What are the chances? You're looking very dapper, may I say? Ah, well, they still expect me to wear the uniform when I'm overseas. Yeah, good thing I like the smell of mothballs. Yeah, how's tricks? Tricky. Yeah, weren't they always? What brings you to London? <laughs> Death. Come again? Ah, long story. Hence the black armband. Why don't I tell you over a drink? No, no, wait, wait. Are you hungry? Sufficiently. Great. Let's eat high. Ah, you're back. Good timing. You can explain to me exactly what it is I'm doing wrong. Oh dear. That's not a happy face. Move up. What happened? What always happens when you're trying to talk to those paranoid assholes. They treated me like some nutjob disgruntled ex-employee, which, okay, arguably I am. I hate those Air Force bozos, I really do. There you go. Your finger must have slipped. Thanks, boss. Spacecom's loss is uh, Jodrell Banks's gain. <laughs> and uh, cheer up. Eagle One's telemeter is a pretty non-critical part of their system. Benji, that moon base has 200 Thunderchild ICBMs pointed at targets all across Russia. The phrase non-critical does not apply. Heck of a view, ain't it? Mm-hmm. No thanks to my old boss, Werner, though. I aim for the stars, but sometimes I hit London. <laughs> we came through okay. It's the next war I'm worried about. Yeah, I hear you. It's feeling like the end of days, my friend. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Would you care for some aperitifs? We certainly would, my man. Eddie, what'll it be? I couldn't. I'm still nursing one from last night. Yeah, trust me on this. Waiter. Two perfect Manhattans, and once they're depleted, immediately fire over two more. Very good, sir. I'd forgotten what a bad influence you are. <laughs> Hell, the company are probably going to shut down my expense account any day now, so let's live it up while I can still claim it's in the line of duty. Thanks. Besides, this is a ritual with me. Whenever I'm over here, I like to eat at the top of the post office tower. I, I don't know, it, it reminds me of flight training. It's a bit like dining in a centrifuge. My grandma could handle a 23-minute revolution. This is lower G than her rocking chair. As long as I wait to can find us again, I'm not complaining. Good. So other than a fondness for eating at altitude, what brings you to town exactly? You said death. Yeah, I'm here to escort a fallen comrade on his last flight home. Chad Henderson. He was an astronaut. What happened? Oh, he'd come back safe from a three-month tour on Eagle One, and then got himself killed in a hit-and-run on the King's Road. Jesus. Yeah. Stupid waste, huh? Anyway, what about you? You were the last person I expected to bump into at the embassy. Are you looking to emigrate, or shouldn't I ask? 
I was hoping for a word with someone at Spacecom. <laughs> Fat chance. They're way too important to talk to the likes of you. That's the impression I got, too. So, uh, what are you doing to yourself these days, anyway? Still defending the realm? No. I'm working for the SLD now. Her Majesty's stationary cupboard, huh? That's pretty good cover. I wish it was. Oh, come on, you're kidding. MI5 would never let you go. You're too damn good. I have my moments. Okay, fine. I'm not sure I believe you, but I'll give you the benefit. So, uh, how come you're out? Liz died. Yeah. Uh, I heard. My condolences. Ah! Two perfect Manhattans. Perfect timing. Are you ready to order? Yeah, five more minutes? Very good, sir. Hail, Eris. Cheers. Murray. Eddie? How much of a coincidence was our meeting today? I guess Jung would have called it uh, synchronicity. Or don't you believe in that? My bookmaker certainly doesn't. Well, it pays to keep an open mind. Remember that time you saved my ass? That Kensington honey trap? Yeah, I remember. My life would be very different today if it wasn't for you. Listen, let me do you a favor for once, okay? The good old Nasser days are long over, my friend. The moon isn't a sideshow anymore. Now it's the big enchilada, and the top brass at Spacecom are the front and center of American nuclear strategy. They're very powerful people. So? So they don't take kindly to foreign security services sticking their noses in their private business. I don't work for the security service. I just want to know why someone dropped my boss out of a window. Hey, now. Kara's talk costs lives, old buddy. You know that. Should I be worried? You mean you're not already? <laughs> the world's a worrying place right now. Makes people crazy. Just leave the crazy people to it. It's safer that way. If I didn't know any better, old buddy, I'd say that sounded like a threat. I'd never threaten a friend, Eddie. All I'm saying is, sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing at all. Okay, well, that's certainly a relief. Thanks for calling me back. Yes, see you then. Thank you. Bye. Well, wonders never cease. I did it. Mm, did what? Got a meeting with the rep from Spacecom. Mm, you did? Oh, you did? Aha! Uh -huh. They want to see all the readouts, and they want me to go down there. They want to talk. Well, that's great. When? Well, as soon as I get there. Wait, you're going now? Uh-huh. Where? London. Now? I, I think we've established that already. For how long? Just a couple of days. You're in charge while I'm gone. Me? You can do it, Benji. I have every faith. Okay. Uh, bye then. Taxi up, count two, four. Push the throttle forward, hear the engines roar. Three, 
anybody does want to get back to me, I'm not some crank off the street. I'm Dr. Susan Madison. I used to work for you, remember? I'm Dr. Susan Madison. I used to work for you, remember? Yes, sir. I'm flying to England a little sooner than planned. Call ahead to Spade Adam and have them ready for me. Yes, sir. I'm Dr. Susan Madison. I used to work for you, remember? All for the want of a nail. That's okay, Lou. It was a long shot. By the way, if anyone asks... I never heard from you. Right. Cheers again. Look after yourself. Typical. Yeah? Evening, Quirk. Stop bothering CID and leave this to the professionals, all right? Consider this your last warning. Then get off my phone line, you psycho. Don't call me that. Ever. It's what you are, Quirk. Here's a thought experiment for you. If you came across a child with terminal radiation poisoning, could you put it out of his misery, quickly and cleanly? feel compelled to nurse it and let it die slowly, painfully, by inches. That's what I thought. Never forget who you're talking to, Sloper. Trust me, I never do. asking. Go to the window. You should know this phone is tapped. Not anymore. Go to the window. I'd rather not if it's all the same to you. You're inextricably involved, Mr. Sloper. This is bigger than you know. We have information you need. Who's we? Now what? Look down into the street. What am I looking for? See the man in the phone booth? Yeah. He'll be gone by the time you get there. Yeah. Do you know the Polish 
in Hammersmith. Correct. Be there at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. You will recognize someone. Who are you? Stay alive, Mr. Sloper. They know. You have been listening to Phase 2 of Wireless Theatre's Red Moon. The episode starred Philip Bullcock as Eddie Sloper, Yasmin Holness Dove as Dr. Susan Madison, Joe Riley as Quirk, Greg Page as Murray, Richard Reed as Benji, Lou, and the Mystery Caller, Georgina Perrion as Margaret Thatcher, Sarah Whitehouse as the Embassy Receptionist, and William Hope as Lieutenant General Atherton. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Recording took place at the RNIB Talking Book Studios. The production assistant was Lee's Mick. Studio engineering, editing, and sound design were by Jim Siggy. Music was composed and performed by Francesco Quadraropolo. Story by Jack Bowman and Robert Valentine. It was written, directed, and produced by Robert Valentine. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.